anyways, who the who the hell are you? Uh, Introduce hi. yourself. Hi, hi, hi there. We are funny by mistake. I am Hope, and I'm Terry. Um, and we're just really here for your entertainment. To be honest, um, maybe throw a little bit, spit a little knowledge at you. A little, little knowledge. We, we might, are teachers. We are teachers. So um, the knowledge comes with the territory. We're very knowledgeable. We are. Yes, we are professionals in that grade. Um, <laughs> we also are middle school teachers. So if you would like to send us your money now, um, <laughs> out of sympathy, that would be great. Mm-hmm, we would enjoy mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. So we're funny by mistake. We have every intention of like talking about things that like may be uncomfortable for some people to talk about or just inner monologue in our heads and then we're just going to speak about it we intend know. to be funny we if intend. we intend to be funny is it a mistake it might not be. then maybe, maybe we maybe it's not maybe we've you know what all this. that i know is that i'm a delight you are a delight and that's all that really we matters know it. We know um, but we are, are going to start off with rapid fire questions because they are my worst like my, my nemesis and i hate I them a scale of one to ten hope yes how good of a driver do you think you are? Oh, I am like a 12.0. <laughs> How good of a driver um, would your wife say that you are? Uh, she, That's she the would other say, question. She would say I, I was a six, but let me let me just explain really quickly. <laughs> I have this thing. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's called a lead foot. Um, oh. I enjoy like my favorite speed is like 97. Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I enjoy that. But also, let me let me circle back and circle let back. you know circle that um, this is not rapid fire anymore. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's fine. But, I love it. Um, let me circle back. Um, I've never had a ticket. I've never had a speeding ticket. I've only been in one wreck, and that was because an idiot hit me. Um, so I would say that I'm a very good driver. Now, I have been pulled over many times but there's this thing i have called charm i don't know if you've heard it. Oh, apparently i do not have it because we have very different life stories is what i'm learning because right now like, slightly the fact that my father was a police officer oh, see, in the town that i grew have. up in. that's what it is um that that was helpful it didn't help my brother but it helped me okay. what does it what does a person need to be happy what do I need? What I need right now is a Xanax, but I can't, we won't do that because then I'll be sleepy. What I need to be happy right now, honestly, is just a, I need sleep. But what would you need to be happy? What would I need to be happy? I, you know, I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because I, I used to say with great confidence that I really liked my job and that is no longer the case. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. And so what is it literally that has happened that's caused me to be so unhappy? Because generally I, I am doing the thing that I always said I wanted to do. Feeling valued would be nice. What a freaking concept. Apparently, Do you snore? yes. Uh, it honestly so so much so that I have woken myself up with my own snoring. Like it's bad. See, I am dead set that I don't. But apparently, there was an audio uh, made that discredited my belief there. But it's fine. <laughs> so, um, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about um, things that like a lot of people don't like to talk about. Um, and one of them today is the V word. I'm gonna call it the V word because I can't pronounce it. So before you go somewhere funny with this, um, people that are listening, what is the V word, Miss Hamilton? Vulnerability. Yeah, and why, why you can't say it, I, can't. I don't understand. Yeah, I sound like there's like just a bunch of like greased up marbles in my mouth when I say that. So I just I, say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. Vulnerability. I can't do it. You do sound weird. Man. I do I'm sound not weird. Lie to you. So maybe some people don't know what that is. Um, but like a definition for that is like when you put yourself out there or like in a position where you could possibly get hurt. 
right? Um, so like you're exposing sides of you or, or, or about yourself that you are most likely not highly confident about. And then ultimately, you're giving people the opportunity to respond to those things. Right. right absolutely. So. You're get, you're opening yourself up to criticism and judgment and all of the demons that we all fear. Absolutely. I mean, I assume we all fear. I know I. Since I've been studying this and like opening myself up to the V word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The more you call it the V word, the more I'm like, well, oh, we're going to go with I it. Can't. No, we're going to go with it. But there are like physical like sensations your body goes through when you're trying to be the V word. So like it's like we're gonna get over it. I, I, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna not saying I'm vagina. I'm, I'm not taking a deep breath. Thank you. Uh, so it feels like when your stomach. You drops, just said. You just said vagina. I just said I vagina. Just wanna, I just need to. That's go a on whole record. other topic. We're gonna talk about okay. what people call their V words. <laughs> their vaginas. Oh. oh, should we go on a tangent now? <laughs> I mean, we can. We can go on a tangent. Listen, we're gonna come back to the V word, but let's go to the other V word right now, and let's just vagina. talk about okay. because this is a this is a hot topic. Like people call things. Um, you know, they call their, their parts. I'm going to go with the parts. Let's just go with that. Okay. All sorts of things, especially like when they're raising children and then children grow up with that. Right. So uh, let me ask this question first. Mm-hmm. What was it called when you were a child? I don't remember ever referring to it when I was a child. Honestly, like under what circumstance would little, little me in the eighties be saying anything about it? like gestured at it i don't know that you i would have, have used a word but you, you would have pointed said mom <laughs> right mom it hurts Boundary, you know what i mean yeah okay. i don't think that we i don't remember okay. calling it anything specific well i will tell you like what i remember calling it because there was a voice in a in a girl's and um stop, stop. i think i already know what no you're not it. you're not do you no i don't, no, I don't well, know the, you okay, tell me listen, and then i'll tell you like, whether it's what the, i thought the, it was gonna be the manhood was called a peppy <laughs> okay and um what did i call it peppy and a peppy and a poopa or something it was something a poopa like, it was like a peppy and a poopa <laughs> a poopa <laughs> that's what it was i do yeah. but then as i got older listen i don't even know what that word means can we google that poopa? maybe i made that up it was Isn't like that, well there's you can there's like the pupa like no, we're not of, going like pupa. butterflies we're and not stuff. Even, you know what i'm I talking about know what you're talking about Marvin. oh my god listen but as i got older um <laughs> and this is what I referred to it today. Well, I refer to it to two different things today. It's still not vagina, either one. Um, but <laughs> I call it a cooter. <laughs> I know. It's so awful. It's so awful, but I do. It's either a cooter or it's your lady bits. If I have to, if I don't want to scream vagina out in the middle of a classroom or something like that, I'm like, hey, like, you know, like you can go fix your lady bits or something. That's mm-hmm. what I say. I feel like it's safe. Fix your lady bits. You can fix your, I don't know. I don't know. What is that instruction? I don't know, but they're... Okay. What are they supposed to do when you don't fix your lady bits? Listen, like, it's like, Coach, can I go put a pad on or something? Like, right. Go fix your lady bits. That's what I say. And I, I say, know. go do your uterine maintenance. Okay, well, this is where we're different. <laughs> this is where we're different. Because I... I'm clinical. You are clinical. I mean, I... I and, and that's true as a mom, too. So, like, I... My daughter would be able to not only say vagina, like this is gonna make make a great like little sound we're, drop oh, that's later. The, we're gonna, great, we're gonna, we I'm it. really excited that I'm saying all these into a microphone. Um, but <laughs> totally not only we, I know we went off the script yes, like right off the bat. The that's fine. Forget the script. And we're gonna edit. Well, that's supposedly the recommendation now is like use the real words so that then in the unfortunate event 
you know, hopefully you don't have the situation, but in the event that something happens that's like an inappropriate touch or abuse or whatever, that there's no gray area that the child is able to say, this person touched me and and Got and to it. say specifically yeah. and that they're not out here like somebody came into my lady palace or whatever and can it's you, like time out mm. <laughs> can you tell me where that came from where the lady palace lady came palace from? because like honestly this was, I, a, this was a story told to me by a student because unfortunately we this is not true th- this cannot be true what yeah. You have these discussions in your class? Yeah. Oh. So so the great thing about choir is all of my classes are gender divided. Oh. So I have girls' classes and boys' right. classes. And so... So it's fine. So, not that that makes it better. <laughs> so it's fine. Look, there, there are probably any number of things that get discussed in my classroom that would horrify people. Um, but at least so far, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to call it what it is. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I want you to say cooter. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say cooter. See, that feels more like... That's okay. No, that feels more not. vulgar. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is going somewhere great. I think it's great. But yeah, so yeah. So I had this whole conversation with this class where they were talking about like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you use the words or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I mean... You use the words, again, just so that there's no um, doubt, there's no question, especially in um, in a serious situation, there's no question of what you're referring to and what exactly happened. And so then one of my students raises her hand and is like, oh, yeah, I know why, because my... Um, my parents when again this is not my story but this kid is like oh yeah my parents always had me call it my lady palace my lady castle or my lady palace or something like that and so and she's like and then I was in first grade or second grade or whatever and I'm out there at recess and we're playing at recess we're playing princesses yes exactly (laughs) she's like we're playing princesses and then like this boy wants to wants to come into the palace with us and so then I went home and told my mom that you know, little Johnny was in my lady palace, in the lady palace or was in the palace or whatever. I don't know if she said lady palace, but that, that little Johnny was in the palace and mom is like, little Johnny was, what? you know, freaks all the way out. Understandably so. Understandably so because her palace. Because that's the, that's the word that you've used, but like also maybe call it what it is so that you don't have that such, you know, like that's why, that's why they say, you know, to well, use Well, unfortunately, um, Terry, I'm now going to call it my lady palace. <laughs> so when we refer to things, I'm going to say, hey, there's my, like a trumpet there, fanfare. There is. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. I mean, Every time. The majesty is coming know, in. For sure. That's right. Fun fact. Fun fact. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. I mean, it's a, it's a fun story. To me, it was, it was terrifying for me, but I think it would, it'll be fun. For, um, we're getting our master's degrees in counseling at the end of, therapy so um i'm leaving from a long day of work and i took two classes so i'm leaving at like 9 30 from my campus walking all by myself completely minding my business and i want that to be very clear i'm completely in my own zone minding my business i'm walking like a zombie because i'm tired you know head is down i know where i'm going going across the courtyard Lo and behold as i'm taking like my ninth step to try to get to the garage a massive critter which I later discovered was a raccoon, ran across my feet. Across your feet? Across my feet. Went right over my feet. Okay? That's not the worst part. So as I am stunned there, it runs across my feet, turns around, stands up on its hind legs, and gave me, and this is not an exaggeration, people. I'm not lying. It gave me the up-down. Y'all know what that is with, like, you're looking? <laughs> like, it literally looks, you up and- looks at me up and down and squared up to me, like, bitch, do something. <laughs> And 
I first uh, of all thought the audacity of this son of a bitch. Did it come from? Like, did it come back? I didn't know if it was going to come at me. All right. So look. So like, I was going to hold my ground because I'm a very empowered woman, right? And but it looked at me and gave me the up down, and I swear to God, it bowed up to me like it was going to do something. I stood there in fear because, but it, I just wasn't going to let him know it. But I looked at it, and it looked at me, and it finally kind of did. I looked at him, and he looked at me. If it would have came at me, I'm not sure that liquid would not have left my lady palace. <laughs> is, that, is that one of those things like um, they say when you see like a bear or something, you're supposed to make yourself like right. big and that like, didn't happen. scary. It didn't happen because first of all, this raccoon was the size of possibly a mountain lion. I'm not sure what happened. Stop. It was a it hybrid. Wasn't. Stop it. But I, I, I kid you not. It bowed up to me like it, it said, like told me to do something. And so like we finally like we, we looked at each other for a while. I think we, we read each other's thoughts. Maybe <laughs> we were getting a little intimate there. I don't know what happened. And I'm oh. thinking, where are the rest of my classmates? I mean, do y'all part? I want to see the security there will be, there can be, and we could totally get it. I could, I could possibly get it. But, but like, who else does this shit happen to? Like, I is it just me? Was I asking for it? Because first of all, aren't y'all like scared of people? I'm- do you consider yourself a person who is vulnerable frequently, or is it difficult for you to get yourself into that space? I feel like. I was completely shut off for like the first like 40 years of my life because I I felt like there was a mold that I had to fit being this strong like athlete and this is like this is the demeanor and this is the like um, armor that you have to wear and you can't show weakness. How dare you show weakness of any of those things and God bless it. I'm a cancer. So like I cry easily anyway. So imagine my life on that one. So no. I wouldn't. I I made sure I never really put myself in those situations just because I didn't want. Um, I was petrified of being like exposed and people knowing that you know I had weaknesses and stuff like that, and I think that had a lot to do with maybe the detriments of some of my relationships and things like that that I've had with people. So I would say though, since I've discovered it and accepted it and really have leaned into it, I feel like yeah, I I do it in all of my relationships because I think that that's how you connect with other people. And I think it's just human nature to crave connection. So yeah. yeah so I, I mean, I, I do it. I, I think that I'm, I'm a very V person now. No pun intended. <laughs> Hi, honey. <laughs> I was going to say on so many, levels. on so many levels. I'm so many v. levels. Yeah. Such a good, I'm such a V I'm a V person for sure. See, I feel like for me, because as a singer and as a performer, singing is that is like you have to be willing to open yourself up to a certain level of vulnerability just because the voice in particular is a very personal instrument. Like I always tell my students, that's what makes choir so difficult for a lot of kids is, you know, if you're in band or you're in orchestra and you hit a sour note for whatever reason, you can look at the reed on that clarinet. You can look at the string or the bow and be like, that's crazy. I don't know why that happened. That crazy trumpet, that crazy whatever, you know, and blame it on something exterior. But when your voice cracks or you sing a wrong note or something just doesn't come out the way that you anticipated it coming out, then it feels very personal. It feels like I'm I'm broken. I'm not good at this. I'm bad, whatever. So in order to continue singing and to be successful at it, you have to be willing to put yourself in that position a little bit. Like we said, open up to critique, open up to being potentially judged or have, you know, feedback that maybe you weren't hoping for, but that that's the feedback, you know? Um, And that I think that's ended up translating 
in my life almost to an extreme that I am like an oversharer. That I am especially, I mean, and I am that person that people either love or hate on on Facebook specifically. Like, <laughs> I am inclined to just like write you a novel and be like, look, this is this is how I feel about whatever. And um, my hope is that I'm, you know, authentic in that and not like being performative or being overly dramatic. But that at the same time, I'm willing to say, I mean, I don't look like. I'm going to say whatever it is, however it is that I'm feeling about, um, I wish I could think of an example, but you know, a particular situation, I'm going to be like, look, I don't feel good about this, or this is hard for me, or this is whatever. Um, and, you know, if people don't like it, I mean, they can unfollow or they can keep scrolling or if they want to talk about me behind my back, I mean, they can't, I don't think I'm that compelling <laughs> that I've just got a ton of people just really out here. Oh my gosh. Not yet. Did you Did see you what see she what said? She like, I don't really think it's that deep. I feel like it's healthy. I feel like it's a part of not taking yourself too seriously also. And just being okay with saying like, yeah, no, I'm a human being. I have faults. I make mistakes. I, um, you know, I'm human. And and the great thing about that is the more I'm vulnerable and I actually learn from it, if I'm able to not only put myself out there, but then also be open to the feedback or the consequence or the whatever, well, then that's an opportunity for growth. That's an opportunity to go, wow, I really did overstep that or I really didn't treat that relationship with the care that it deserved or, you know, whatever it is. And then and hopefully, you know, become a better person, which isn't that like the whole dream Isn't that's the, the dream? idea that is the dream that's the happiness right there that we're there it is there it is we found happiness. it we circled back to it um well the thing with i think about it too is the people are afraid of it because of you're exposing yourself like and you're putting yourself out there in, in situations that you don't want to um and i have an example and i'm not saying that this is a real example or it's not a real example but when you are being vulnerable I can say that word. I just can't do the, um, you know, the suffixes and all that other great stuff with it. Um, it's like being naked, like emotionally naked. And you, you mentioned something to me before about how you taught your children how to do the vowels and the sounds. Let me backtrack really quickly. I'm not music illiterate. Like I like went through all of the choirs and all that stuff, like all mm -hmm. the way through middle school and high school. I took music theory in college because I needed a damn credit to be a performing arts. I'm an artist. Um, I can play guitar, so I'm not completely dumb. I, I'm a little little off on some of these things that you're telling me these days. So I just need to be educated. So please tell me again, because you, you mentioned something about... This was just a conversation we had the other day, I mean, and it just had it, happened to happen on that day. So... Well, sidetrack, though, but this is you being vulnerable with these kids and like letting them know like this is how it needs yeah, to be. Well, yeah, that's true. So we are we are tying that that's in. That's true. Let's tie that in. Okay. Well, what was shocking to me... So, so here's the thing. So in choir life, in the traditional type of music that I'm teaching in my class, um, most of the time we're looking for what I refer to as tall vowels tall vowels so like instead of saying like midnight or singing at midnight you would sing midnight oh. and have it more of like an ah right wow so yeah like That's it's awesome. pretty pretty insane I'm like a midnight so yeah midnight is not the vibe in like choir land oh, choir look land. as a soloist do whatever you want right but when we're all trying to be a group together we all have to sort of um conform in an appropriate way in terms of those like vowel shapes. So I always tell, um, tell my students that they need to put spanks on their face. I'm sorry. For stop the vowel. And stop. I, okay. Stop. 
Well, here's the crazy part. So Spanx, obviously, I mean, I'm we aware. all adults are fully aware of of the purpose of the Spanx to like kind of bring everything. <laughs> and I'm doing it with my face. I'm just bring, oh, 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 and you're, and to bring everything in. So the corners of the mouth are in. It's tall. It's whatever. It's a it's a long, slender silhouette as opposed to a you know short what it fat. Looks like? What is? Please tell me what it look, what you looks, think it looks like. Looks like the V word. Keep going. Oh gosh. Anyway, I'll never teach my class the same again if you tell me that. But anyway, so um, so I I said something to a class about okay, so you need to put on your face spanks and put you know get your, face get spanks. Well, the thing that was crazy to me, which like good for oh, hi, whatever Octave. this is, are they gin? You just popped up too often. See, I know, <laughs> I know my shit. Gin, uh, what are, what are the kids we teach? Are they Gen Z or Gen Alpha? Are they Gen what Z? What the hell is a Gen Z? What? What? What are, what are we? Well, we're so I'm. I would consider myself Xennial. I'm like right on the borderline between Gen X and Millennial. Yeah, I mean, I was born 1981. Okay, yeah, so you're right in there with me, which is just kind of right on the border between the Gen X. So we have some Gen X traits and some millennial traits. Perfect. Whatever. Okay, so these are so, something else. But like it's a whole different breed. Gen Z, I know that people like in their early 20s right now definitely are Gen Z. I'm not sure if you're 14, 13, 12 right now, if that's Gen Z or if that's whatever comes after. Anyway, whatever. Whatever, the, whatever this generation is, I was like weirdly proud of the fact that they had no stinking idea what I was talking about when I said Spanx. I mean... They didn't know. And why should they at this point, well, I guess? Well, I, can I tell you that 14-year-old me 100% would have oh, known would have about known it, shapewear, at least. Like, I wouldn't have known it by that name of Spanx because right. I don't think it existed at that time. But right. um, but like shapewear, or if you had talked to me about like having some kind of like a corset or right. some kind of like whatever absolutely i would have known about that because i was a fat, little fat kid Aww. at least in in, in, in my perception of myself okay. and in my mother's perception of myself but that's Same, a therapy but topic for another, another topic we'll go with that that you know i i definitely had an understanding of like shapewear but right. i had to explain to these kids like what spanks even were which i thought was kind of great in a weird way i was like absolutely make my analogy like make no sense to you that's Honestly, the joy of my life that y'all are not sitting here as 13 so, and 14 And I just want to, I just want to, in case anyone mixed or missed um, what you said there, that you said make your spank face, because I could go somewhere mm -hmm. with that too, but I won't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Look, I won't. But you're just you, trying to trying. make my well, job more well, difficult. I'm just letting you know, but like you just told <laughs> children to make a spank face, oh and then what? their spank face looks like a vagina. And so, and I said the V, and I actually said the word. So there we are. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't say I Lady Palace, because that's my new one. You're messing up my life because well, choir is for. already full of verbal landmines like that where it's like okay give me a lot of d at the end of this word you know or whatever like, right there. D, d, d. Oh. um what it's was i was even d. we were doing how far i'll go from moana today in uh one of my classes my little pop group and um they don't have the words memorized they can't keep it straight of like because the tune repeats and the words change every time and so it's like which one is it now and I was I was just telling him that that like okay you know you sing the same tune over and over again but it's like which is it is it beside me or behind me or inside me wow. or whatever and they all cracked up and I was like oh, we've gone too far we have, we have we've gone too far oh, wow, the children wow. are dirty they are dirty with their they dirty are minds dirty. and I was like and oh, then you told them to spank their face ever, I did not in that then, moment you know I'm not really my mind is not really that dirty but for some reason and the Spanx face did it for me. I the, feel like my mind gets dirtier after school because I'm having to be constantly on guard for it during school. Yeah. Because these children, you can't say anything. You can't eat a banana. 
Nope. You absolutely. You got to break that sucker off in chunks. Yeah. You got to have little. You got yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you I had a friend just... that had an issue with eating a banana normal, anyways, and I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so they ate it from the middle out. Oh, like corn on the cob? Corn, on, yeah, kind of, sort of, like in the middle, went that way with it. Listen, oh, we all hit are it. we going to end with our takeaways? Do we have we, some takeaways have from what takeaways, we've talked about? Um, and we can go with it. So, like, I can. So, I have three. Okay, oh, you've so, already, okay, you've got oh, three. I've wrote them out and we can three, discuss. Is it three, five, three, ten, three. We're going to go three. I mean, listen, three. don't be an overachiever. Let's just go with three. Look, we got three takeaways. Three takeaways. We'll work on that. Um, yeah, we're going to All right, first one is to ask for help. When you're trying to be vulnerable, ask for help. And I know that it's hard to ask for help, especially someone like me who was like, absolutely not. No one can know that I have weaknesses. I'm not absolutely not going to do that. But asking for help is like, one of the most compassionate things you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is a major thing. And, and I feel like, you know, if you don't ask for help, then you're always going to be stagnant in where you are. So I think that's super important. And the other thing, and maybe this is a, a flammable opinion, but also if you don't ask for help, you don't, you lose a little bit of your ability to like bitch about it later when it doesn't go the way it's supposed to, or when you're really, you don't get to also martyr yourself. You don't get to not ask for help and then also be like, nobody would help me. Well, you right. no, stop it. You're not communicating Quit. your needs and that's not on everybody else. Absolutely. So anyway, that's that. my and The next one, takeaway number two, is be relatable and share your struggles. So I think that comes kind of with it too because a lot of people, especially like me, are like, I don't want to tell you like my issues or my, my struggles because I don't want you to think that I'm weak or that I can't handle myself. But when you do that, like you also help and show people that you've come over certain obstacles and then they can relate with you because you were vulnerable in the V word. You were V, you were the V word enough <laughs> to share that with them. And that, and it deepens the connection that you have that human connection that people like naturally are, crave anyways. And that we're so lacking, we are lacking. these days. A thousand percent we're lacking. Yeah. Right. This is my favorite one. And I know that we're going to get flack on this one, but my favorite one is to apologize first. Apologize. apologize first let me, let me let me go into it first before you say um absolutely not but here's the thing so hear me out so it doesn't mean that you're admitting that you're wrong it doesn't you know mean that you're you're giving up the battle or whatnot but what it is doing is it's saving that relationship and saving that connection that you have instead of possibly stringing it out or anything like that so i mean it, it, it's so saved. just to be clear so you're talking about when you're, you're in conflict with someone whoever it is and you feel like you've been wronged and they probably feel like they've right. been wronged right. that you are going to strive to apologize before they apologize I or before they admit um yes yeah i typically apologize first um because i feel like my relationship and my connectivity with that person is more valuable than me fighting or being right so can i I be honest about how i do that but like in a really unhealthy way i think i think i do that i think i do that sometimes but like in a passive aggressive way with my husband especially where it's like well i'm really i'm really sorry that it's like um there's a line from the office like sorry i annoyed you with my friendship you know (laughs) and it's like like well i'm really i'm I'm so sorry that everything didn't go perfectly with the such and such you know Mm -hmm. or whatever and like and like open up that (laughs) yeah i'm a real real treat treat. i'm a delight delight, maybe. maybe um yeah so i don't know i think I think 
you're onto something, but I think that it's also, there's a genuineness factor that obviously has to be considered there. Like you can't just be like, well, I apologize first, but if you were a raging bitch about it, well, then that's not really the same. When you're going to apologize, you need to do it with intention that you're not trying to let me be first because it's a competition. Let me be first so right. I can be like, well, I apologize first. I think it has to be, it does have to be so genuine. So you feel like you're a better right. person because of I it just, or it whatever. It feels like, to me, it's like you apologize because that also opens up the conversation again. So maybe to, you could square away maybe where you went wrong. But also when you're fighting and you're not talking and whatever, you're losing, you're stretching out that connectivity that you have created. So I, I just feel like my relationships and my connectivity are more valuable than waiting for someone else to apologize, which it might be apology I will never get. Let me preface this is that I would say that this is only for me, this is only with people that I'm very close with. So like I would say like family, these are those things where, um, where I severely value with the relationship. I mean, if somebody like, you know, whatever, somebody I work with or random, I'm like, you know what, you can, you can just, just wallow in it. And I don't care. <laughs> and that's, you've hit it on the head because I feel like as I'm thinking through this, if I think about it with my husband and to a certain extent, like with my parents or some of my very close friends, I'm like, yeah, okay. I would even apologize even if I really didn't feel like there was an apology merited on my part. But if you try and make it into like a work hypothetical, or somebody that's that the the relationship is still important like you still have to preserve the relationship to a certain extent to do your job and to function but like also screw that guy like whatever you know i'm not apologizing to you well i think that's probably about it i mean i think we're good on on that part i mean we went on some tangents that were even um, with our takeaways our takeaways have takeaways our takeaways have takeaways our rapid fire was not rapid fire we went into some deep therapy and the one that's gonna have the potty mouth um and it's fine Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. we'll let you act like you don't have one that's Um, correct that's what's going to be happening and i'm going to continue to make fun of the things that you do inquire that you don't really realize what you're saying or doing because to me that's funny. <laughs> and that's the humor that's in all of and this. And that's funny by mistake. And that's funny by mistake. I am Hope. And I'm Terry. It's great having you. We'll see you next time.